heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. It is indeed an extraordinary time to be alive, my friends. It, it, it completely is. And I know that sometimes sounds a little counterintuitive as to what our feelings are or what's happening in our space and in our societal space, if you will, right? But it really is an extraordinary time to be alive when you think about it, right? Or you look back at the last, you know, 50 years you say, why this moment? Why is so much happening? Or it feels that way at least, right? I mean, what, it's been a hundred years. We had a pandemic a hundred years ago. Here we are again, having one in our lifetime. But you know, the one thing this pandemic has, has done, it has showed the ugly colors of so many people. I mean, if there's a silver lining on this this bad boy, it's got to be that, in other words, it has exploded everything. It has exploited everything. It has pushed it ahead to ways that we would have never imagined. Like, you couldn't have made this story up. If you told me this story two years ago, I, I would have asked you what brand of drugs you're on. No, nobody would have believed this. Come on. It's not possible. I wouldn't have believed you. I wouldn't have believed myself, right? There's no way we could have made any of this up. And now we see where we're at. But the thing is, you know, as I think back months and months ago, as I've told you, you remember how many times I said, and especially through a lot of the Trump era, I would say, wow, we're living in, how many times did you hear me say, right? We're living in a historical moment of time. I mean, how many times did you hear me say that? History in the making, I would say. Wow, we're living in a historical moment. What does that really mean? Put that in context, Malcolm, will you please, right? Well, it means there's a lot happening at this moment that could shape our lives in many, many ways. I talk to you all the time about the fight of good and the fight of evil and the fight how those two come together. In fact, that's how we launched this program, The Voice of a Nation. It's how we launched it back just a couple of years ago now, believe it or not. And it is that fight. Everything sort of circulates to me, that fight of good and evil. Really, it does. But along with these moments and these historical uh, milestones, right, or benchmarks as we go here, the other thing you've got to recognize, my friends, is opportunities, I mean, the challenges are many, no doubt. I mean, they're, they're significant. Listen, you can run around all day crying like Chicken Little that the sky has fallen or wimp out or, you know, become a victim. Well, it is. It's victim, victor mentality always, isn't it really? I mean, you're either a victim or a victor. I, you know, I wrote about that back in the corporate days, actually. I did a whole paper on that and used to write columns about it because I, I found it very interesting how I like to study people, psychology. You know, I like to study what, what are people really thinking and, you know, how do they react to things? And, and I remember doing that in the corporate boardrooms and, and thinking, you know, why do some people play victor and some people play victim? I just can't do the victim thing, people. There's, it's just not in my DNA. 
I just can't do it. I mean, I get so uncomfortable with that victim stuff, run around and everything's a mess, everything sucks, it's a problem. I mean, I just can't do it. I mean, and, you know, even when I was a young lad and I, and I messed up, I mean, I really made a mess of things. And, you know, we always blame that when we're young. You notice I said that, you know, when I was young. You know, I'm not going to tell you I did that last week. God forbid, right? You know, when I was young, when I was young and stupid, I used to do, right, stupid things. Uh, and, you know, I, I would um, do these things and then recognize and realize that they really could be opportunities, and I would get, you know, the problem, in other words, I would celebrate the crisis or the problem or the catastrophe. I remember being a young guy and there was a time in my life as a really young guy and uh, married and kids and trying to do everything in the world. And, and uh, I remember losing my shirt and losing everything. And I remember my car being taken out of my driveway, truly being taken out of my driveway. And I thought somebody stole my car. And I thought, oh, man, what? You know, I went out and the car was gone. And I was like, what happened? Like, OK, well, I went back in and I was calling the police that somebody stole my car and come to find out I didn't pay the car bill a couple of months in a row. But the car company didn't like that. <laughs> they come back to take the car. I thought, well, well that kind of sucks, doesn't it? You know? And I remember that happening to me. And I thought, well, what are you going to do? Well, you're going to have to put your big boy shoes on, Malcolm, and figure it out real quick, right? Right? And that's what I did. So, you know, the wife and kids, what have you. So, you know, and, and it was just stupidity. I had the dollars to pay the bill, but didn't pay the bill. Now, how stupid is that, people? Well, sure, we do stupid things. And I did it. It was my fault. It wasn't anybody else's fault. Now, who am I going to blame? Right. But I was so distraught by the moment and so upset. And you know what upset me the most? The inconvenience to my wife and the children. That's what really bothered me the most. And I thought, ah, this is, I mean, it really pulled at me. And I was thinking of the inconvenience to them. And so what I did, besides calling the car company and figured it out and apologizing to the police and uh, what have you, I, I went ahead and rented a car. I rented another car quickly so I could get right back in action. And I, I attempted to pay the bills on the other stuff. And then I took the, the family out for dinner that night to celebrate life. We went out for dinner that night in the rented car to celebrate dinner, celebrate life over dinner. Now, some people may hear that and say, well, that's crazy, insane, and you're a bit reckless. Probably true, all of the above. But I did it anyways, and it felt good, people. It felt really, really good. I was taking a, a, a situation where I could have been, oh, clearly a victim. I mean, I could have went on crying for days with that scenario. I decided, no, I'm going to turn this bad boy around real fast. And that's what I did. And so, you know, we learn these life lessons and these milestones we get through in our life. And on that story, is a, it's a true story. And I never thought I'd actually share it, quite frankly, in a public uh, place. And here we are. <laughs> you never really know, do you know? You kind of say what comes to your mind. That's the beautiful thing about this medium. You got to love it, right? 
And, and so I, I look at this moments of time where everything is upside down backwards and people, evil forces are taking advantage of the moment and the situation, right? And I'm thinking, okay, well, these are really opportunities. I mean, the challenges are coming fast. I mean, let, let me tell you, they're coming fast. And, and every day we wake up and we, we have to pinch ourselves and we think, wow, I mean, is this really happening? I mean, we really, really can't believe it. You can't put your arms around all of this stuff. I mean, who could? It's beyond a novel. I mean, at this stuff, it's, it's, a, it's a horror story of sorts. I mean, really. But the thing about this horror story is that it has it has made people show their hand quicker, faster. So instead of the pain being over a longer period of time, yeah, we're, we're you know we're getting hit with a one, two, three. I mean, call it what you want, people, but we are definitely being sucker punched. You see, and it's one, two, three, four, five, and but you know that could have been over a longer period of time, like the frog in the pot, and then you don't really notice it, right? Because then it's much. But now we know, we know that evil forces are at the door. Come on, people, you know it. You, you don't anybody think that that's not happening here. We're trying, they're trying to take us down. And I'm not trying to say they as in, oh, what's the conspiracy today, Malcolm? I mean, I'm not, well, there are many they's. You can figure that out for yourself. But there are people who are clearly trying to take us down and out. People and nations and countries, right? And and all kinds of situations that are happening. And, and what they do is they take all these uh, situations, these moments of crisis, and they exploit them and because they're evil. It's so what they do, like what's going on is you see all this stuff happening in Minneapolis and you see with all the cities. And listen, I've been talking about our cities for some time. I mean, I, I've, I've been talking about these things and telling you our cities are burning. You know, I mean, how many times have I said that to you, right? I mean, they are they are hurting, and and a lot of these are are uh, these 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 blue cities, and they're 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 governed by what what do you want to call it, people? I mean, they're governed by crazy people. I mean, Marxists, leftists. I don't know. I you know you could put a lot of adjectives in there to describe, but you look at our cities, and you know I got thinking a lot with with the Trump administration and his whole campaign to make America great again. MAGA, right? MAGA. Everybody knows MAGA, the red hat, right? And and I've seen this over the last many years throughout the Trump administration with all the fires that he had to deal with, and that uh, obviously we the people had to deal with as well because of that. I mean, he was our president. We put him in there, right? You know, and I've recognized that there is no way to make America great again, really, because when you think about the four years and the energy that was expended from the Trump administration, from Donald Trump and from we the people. OK. And now you see where we're at now. Did we really make America great again in that period of time? I ask you that. Did, did that really happen? And how were we ever going to make America great again when we don't have great American cities? How was that ever going to work? See, I never could figure that out. I never could. I swear to you, I couldn't figure that out. Like I see this make America great again and we were having some successes, but then our cities were burning. I mean, people were destroying things and violence was everywhere. And, you know, all this stuff, all these videos and pictures are flowing around the world. And I mean, people think we're insane over here. 
in the land of the free and the home of the brave, right? What is going on from sea to shine in sea? What's happening, people? There are days those seas don't shine so much, do they? Hmm? Or as Ronald Reagan would reference always, the shining city on a hill. It's been referenced many times, actually, in our political history. We always give that quote reference to Ronald Reagan, but actually it was said actually before him as well as I recall. Uh, it has a historical past that that saying does, the, the shining city on a hill. But it references some, uh, America as we see it, the land of opportunity. And, the, the, and that's really what has always been that shining star that we reach for, a Ju Judeo-Christian nation, a, a uh, a place where we, we worship God, we, we, we appreciate this gift of life. I tell you that all the time, this gift of life that we have. I mean, I think when you really step out of this thing and step back in the room, you can see that it's a gift. I mean, this life thing is not to be taken. You know, you, you don't want to be short-sighted with this life thing. I mean, it, it is really a, a, a remarkable gift, people, that we get. And I, and I recognize that every day and, you know, every year that goes by, every month that goes by and we all get a little older because we have a clock uh, on this thing. We have a clock. We only get so much time here on planet Earth, right? And as we, as we age and we get to the next month and the next year and the next year and the next decade and the next decade and the next, oh boy, here we are, right? You know, and it's time to do a reality check yourself. Where are you really at? What are we doing? I guess, right? But these moments, I just, it's important. What is the lesson out of what I'm telling you? It's that with all of this, uh, this nervousness that's out there in, in all of the evil and the fright and uh, the bad karma that seems to be flowing around there, people, I think what I want to encourage you today to do for me, please, is to look for the opportunities. Look for the opportunity. Now, I'm not saying we don't want to be real. We definitely want to be real. In fact, I would also suggest to you that those out there, certainly my audience that loves America, loves the Constitution, loves God, stands for the flag, puts their hand on the heart. These kinds of people, you know, you know, the kinds of people I'm talking about. Yeah. Do you hang with some of those kinds of people? Those are the kinds of people I'm thinking. Those, those are my kinds of people right there. Those are the kinds of people I, if I'm going to hang around and have a good time and open up a nice bottle of wine. It's going to be with those kinds of peoples. Give me those kinds of peoples. Those are the peoples I want to hang with. See right there. And we need to be doing that, but we also need to reach to those independents and moderates and left of center. I tell you all the time, we don't want to exclude those people. See, there are a lot of people that are confused. And how could they not be people? I mean, they're confused with those, this whole cancel culture thing, with this whole media oligarch takeover. Uh, they're confused with all of this. And, uh, you know, a lot of them, they're, they're getting their news from this uh, legacy media, mainstream media, corrupted media, whatever the hey you want to call them, right? That's where they're getting their information from. So they wake up every day. They really believe the sky is falling. Chicken Little is alive and well, and the sky is falling, and we're all going to be doomed. Wear two masks, get your vaccine shot, stand in line, move along, little Johnny, and put it on and knock it off. Pay attention. Right. 
Well, I don't do any of that stuff. But even as a kid, I never did any of that. I got stories I'll tell you one time as a kid that will tell you how mischievous Malcolm was. You can just, you can conclude that yourself and let your imagination run wild. <laughs> Almost got choked up over that statement. But you can just know mischievous Malcolm, right? I mean, when they had that show Malcolm in the Middle or something like that, right? But, you know, we live and we learn, people. That's what it's all about. We live and we learn. But with all of this are clear opportunities to move forward. And we've got to look at all these situations and all these moments. There are a lot of things that we'll be talking with you about on The Voice of a Nation are going to be exactly this. So, so let me reset the whole pace for you now and the tone and welcome you here to The Voice. That was a, that was a long-winded opening remark, wasn't it now? <laughs> uh, that's, that's it. But here we are. Uh, together again on the voice of a nation. So let me tell you what's happening, what, where, where I've been. I've been off the air, as you know, for six weeks or so. A lot of people wondered what happened and where I was at, what's going on. And those in my circle certainly knew that we were doing some heavy lifting here at America Out Loud. This amazing and beautiful platform that we, uh, that, that we created, uh, that is here for, for your pleasure. And uh, that's what we're all about right here. And, uh, you know, th this whole thing was uh, was a gift, this America Out Loud. Five years. I can't believe this was five years. You know, we launched this in April 2016. So it was time to step back and reset. What, what You know, I wanted to say to myself, okay, what's the next five years going to look like, right? What are the next five years going to look like? And, you know, I've always been one that I, I don't like the status quo. I'm not a complacent kind of fella. I'm really not, you know. And, you know, those people who uh, who go around and say, you know, like, uh, if it ain't broke, don't break it. See, that's not my style at all. My, my style is if it ain't broke, let's break it. I've always been that kind of guy. But then again, I'm a guy who doesn't carry boxes in my life either. I don't think outside the box because I don't own one. I don't rent one, don't have a mortgage on one and don't care to ever have one in my life. So I never have to think outside the box. Every piece of my DNA doesn't have a box in its vision. And that's the way I want to live this life. Always being on the edge, ready to jump off the edge and see what happens next. So that's kind of where I was at this five year moment. Like, what are we going to do with this platform? How do we make a difference in America? How do we make those seas shine again from sea to shine and sea? Liberty and justice for all. How do we do it? I mean, we're definitely, the, the, the brass is definitely getting a little tarnished, no doubt. But again, it's an opportunity to take out the cloths and shine that, that brass up or that pewter up and make it shine again and sparkle. So Ronald Reagan will look back and be, be proud of what we've done with our nation. And our founders will look back and be proud of what we've done with our nation. Isn't that really what the, I mean, what, what more is there to this whole exercise, people? T tell me what more there is if we can't make this outstanding. If we can't take this opportunity and really embrace it, what, what more do we really have? You see? I mean, that's what it's got to be all about. I mean, we'll, listen, I, I, we have one life to live. One life to live. Let's live it to the fullest, will you? Huh? Can you do that? Let's live it to the fullest. I'll remind you and you remind me. How's that?
Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll create a pack right now. Let's remind each other, let's live life to the fullest. Let's embrace these opportunities. Let's look at these things coming at us fast and furious and let's just turn them from victim to victors each day we go. And that way we'll be forward thinking. We're not gonna get on here and rant about everything that's wrong with the world every moment of the day. You know, that's not my bag. Don't like to do it. Let the rest of them, if you want that, go tune into Sean Hannity. He'll give you plenty of that, okay? It's just not my style, kids. That's simple. If that's what you want, all that fear mongering, all that nonsense, come to the wrong place here. See, yeah, we'll talk about the problems, but we'll also come up with ideas on how to solve the problems. Isn't that what we should be doing? Sure it is. So that, that mark of the five years was very special to me. And boy, did we do a job. We completely reinvented this platform. And, and my fellow Americans, I could not be prouder and, and just happier for what we've done here at America Out Loud. I encourage you uh, kindly uh, to get over to that site, americaoutloud.com and check it all out. It is an amazing news site. It is remarkable. I, I It's like a I, I don't know. It's it's like a high for me to think we we actually pulled this off in the way that we did and that we've now, in other words, we've jumped everything up to the next level. You see, we we rocked the canoe. Yeah, we were okay. We were we were doing fine. We were growing. We were, we were you know, but I didn't want to fall into that status quo trap. And that's how our country was based and built is you've got to be able to rock the boat, rock the canoe. That's that's what uh, the greatest innovators and our where our founders came from. That's what this nation's all about, my fellow Americans. It's exactly that. That's how America became the shining city on a hill. That's who we are. It is America exceptionalism. Absolutely. I'll argue with anybody. And to the Obamas of the world who said, well, no, there's Germany exceptionalism in France. You don't get it. You don't get it. If you think you can run around as a public official and say, well, there's, you know, South American exception, Germany, except that's, you, you lost it. You already don't know what the, what the discussion is. So we believe that's the American spirit is alive and well, and it's here, it's now, it's opportunity driven. That's who we are as a people. We, we will reclaim this. That's what it's gotta be. Victor. You see, so that's what we wanted to infuse into America Out Loud. And you'll find the feeds of all kinds of stories, great new writers. I mean, wicked stuff up there, you know, great new shows. We, we released another 10, 11 new shows on the platform. Amazing. During the week, yes, and during the weekends. And you'll hear them on the network. There's a schedule you can get right there on the platform. But a lot of thought went into this. Please make it your home. Enjoy it. You can sign up for notifications. Yeah, we had a ton of people sign up. And I, I, I grin from ear to ear when I see the number every day. And I see the number go up every single day. That number rises. People that go and click, yes, I want notifications. Yes. So that way you get notified in your browser. It's very, it, it never bothers you. I, I do this to a couple of sites that I really like or trust. There ain't too many that would, you could, you could put those on one hand. You know what I mean? But I would do that. And, um, 
And you get the little mention up on the corner there of your browser. It's very, very cool. And then, and then you're in the know. You know what's happening, you see? So that's a good way to do it. So anyways, we now have, that's a brand new feature. We now have notifications. Oh my golly, we're playing with the big boys. How do you like that? <laughs> Play with the big cats now. That's right on the site. You can sign up for our emails. We have an email thing. We won't bother you with a lot of that stuff. I do not believe in bothering people. Believe me, they will be sent very sparingly always appreciative and, and uh, of your time and your commitment here. Everything we do is will be toward that end. Just like when you go, you don't have to keep, keep clicking all the X's, knocking off videos and ads come up. You know, I hate those sites when you go there. You know what I'm talking about. You don't find them in America out loud. I don't want, I don't want your big banner ad at the top, but populating and polluting my new site. Don't want it. We'll put it somewhere else. Thank you very much. I mean, it doesn't need to be at the top feed. It doesn't need to be at the very top of that thing. So as many new sites are. And to me, when I go to a new site and I see that it tells me first and foremost, they're in it for money. All they're in it for is money. See, I'm not in this for money. I'm in this to carry God's mission forward. I'm in this to make those seas shine again. I'm in this to create a paradise for patriots and to honor our constitution and to bring from sea to shining sea, liberty and justice for all. I mean, it's not terribly complicated, people. It really isn't. It's our mantra. It's how we live. It's our DNA here. And that's where America Out Loud has become a magnet to so many beautiful people, doctors, engineers, scientists. I mean, people that are a hell of a lot smarter than I am. You know, my uncle told me that as a young lad, Uncle Bernie, he would say to me, Malcolm, the key to life is surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. He told me that when I was like a teenager, you know, and then in my 20s again, and Uncle Bernie was always there for me. Uh, he was a terrific guy. You heard me talk about Uncle Bernie's stories before. And uh, he, he told me that as a young lad. And that's a lesson I learned early, early on in life, you see. And it's an important one. So that's all there on the platform. But here on The Voice of a Nation, We've now expanded the program to two hours a day. Uh, so we, you remember we were on at 6 p.m. Eastern time, six and 10, there was, an, uh, there was an encore at 10. Now you'll get us for two hours, five to seven Eastern time, anywhere in the world on America Out Loud Talk Radio. The apps are free on Apple, Android, Alexa. Of course they are free and they're beautiful. You know why they, 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 they are beautiful? Because they work. They work 100% of the time, and that's the beautiful thing about it, and everybody loves those apps, and we get every more app subscribers every day, but go get the app, become part of our family, and we stream anytime into your phone or your tablet or your computer or wherever you open up the app. It's it's all here, and um, also uh, with the uh, apps, you can also hear us on iHeartRadio. Uh, we're on the iHeartRadio network as well. America Out Loud Talk Radio. If you, you know, the cars now, when you get your new car, you've got a dashboard there and the apps come up. You no longer have the dial. Remember the dial? We're all dating ours. You know, I'm dating myself now, but you, many of you know what I mean. You got in the car and you, you turned the dial. It's like my kids were like, I say, what are you talking about, dad? You know? But there was a dial there at one time. You used to turn the dial and oh, it's a sound came out of the box. It was called the radio, right? Paul Harvey, Rush Limbaugh, right? That's what it was. That was the radio. Now the apps come up. So if you get the iHeart Radio app, you just look us up one shot, America Out Loud Talk Radio, and I guarantee you it'll find us every time and you'll be linked to us forever. We'll become blood brothers, blood sisters. How's that? 
be right there on the app. So that's cool. You can do that there. We also have a world-class media player, which you can hear anywhere in the world on any web browser. And it is cooler than cool. And it's all there. And you can hear our shows on podcast as well as you know. They go to podcast within a day or so after you hear them on talk radio. But for the latest catchers on talk radio, you miss us there, catch the show on podcast. But I need you to circulate this out here again from sea to sea and around the world for that matter. We have a lot of listeners in Europe and South America, Asia, for sure, Australia, uh, New Zealand, a lot of places, a lot of great listeners. But again, circulate it and, and let's get on the mountaintops together and tell our story out loud style, okay? All right, help me with that, please. With class and dignity always. That's what we have to do here. So, so that's how you hear. So five to seven every day. And here's what's really cool. Uh, drum roll, please. We're going to have a whole host of very interesting personalities. Absolutely. Um, there will be uh, what, what I'm calling Team Nation. How do you like that? Team Nation. Isn't that cool? You know, Team Nation. And the Team Nation is going to be a, a just a really group of select people, personalities, experts in their field. All They all have an expertise in a particular area. You'll be meeting some of those folks today and tomorrow, and every day thereafter. How's, how cool is that? There'll be different ones on the show. You'll be here, and these are regulars. These are people that are they're producing, they're in the back, they're working with me. They're, they're hustling to make this thing what it can be so that we become the prominent uh, discussion point in America. That's our goal, is to be the very best, the very elite, number one. We want to win it all. We want to win it for God, we want to win it for country, and we want to win it for you. So that all starts here, my friends. And so I invite you right back here to americaoutloud.com, right to the voice of the nation. Help me lift all this stuff up. Let's do it together. And let's take all of these challenges that are coming our way and flip them into opportunities. How's that sound, right? Let's make it happen. And so we'll talk about on the flip side here in just moments here. I want to talk to you about uh, Senator Hawley and his bust up big tech Act. Did you see this one? And uh, I think you can all probably get in line for this candy store here because big tech is out of control. I mean, they are out of control more than any of us would have imagined. In fact, the kind of stuff we're hearing right now, people, is the kind of stories you would expect to be coming out of the Soviet Union or communist China. And yet they're happening right here in the United States of America, the land of the free and the home of the brave. Right here, that's where they're happening. It rattles the mind how this stuff continues to go on. So you stay right there. Let's take a quick pause and we'll see you right on the other side with more Voice of a Nation. Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com. Now, never before in our history have we witnessed the level of hatred that is now being waged against our law enforcement. While anarchist groups create havoc and overwhelm our first responders, these same groups and their corporate supporters are calling for the police forces to be shrunk and defunded. What can you and I do to make a difference? How can we stand up for what is right and to show our support? 
That's what I'm going to tell you about this incredible new platform. It's called ShopToTheRight.com. It's a new shopping platform that will help you find businesses that align with your values. They feature products made in America. They support veteran-owned businesses as well as our law enforcement community. This is a time when we need to stick together. We need to shop together and we need to support each other. It's time for you and I to make some noise and stand up to protect our country. And one easy way to do that is to shop and give our money to companies that don't seek to destroy our way of life. So join the fight for liberty. ShopToTheRight.com. Support those American businesses that support law enforcement and veterans. incredible years and we're just getting started well they say time flies when you're having fun well it also flies by when you're on a mission of love love of country that is well our goal is to unite people from all backgrounds and beliefs in an effort to advance humanity you can listen in on our free apps on apple android or alexa AmericaOutloud.com. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Listen to Malcolm, the voice of a nation, on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. Welcome back to the Voice of a Nation. This is yours truly. Malcolm Out Loud is here and uh, awesome to be back with you. Thank you for your patience as we were doing a, a lot of rework in the, the platform and the program. Um, truly excited to be with you and excited to be with you every day here. And we hope to become part of your daily habit and part of your lives there. And uh, and tune in here five to seven Eastern time. Uh, catch us anywhere in the country and anywhere in the world, for that matter, on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Uh, so let's talk about this uh, Senator Holly uh, and this bust up big tech act. You've been Watching this one here, the the Senator uh, Holly, Josh Holly, I'm speaking about. Of course, I pronounce my words. Everybody say, what country are you from, Malcolm? Um, I just had text the other day from someone, what country, what planet are you from, Malcolm? You know, I don't know. I can't really tell you. But uh, so this is uh, what Senator Holly is doing is this bust. Everybody knows big tech is out of, out of control. And uh, so let me read you this quote from Sen- Senator uh, Holly, and then you'll you'll have this in your mindset. And then let's let's open it up for dialogue here okay so the senator says woke big tech companies like google and amazon have been coddled by washington politicians for years well this treatment has allowed them to amass colossal amounts of power that they use to censor political opinions they don't agree with and shut out competitors who offer consumers an alternative to the status quo. It's past time to bust up big tech companies, restore competition, and give the power back to the American consumer. Okay, so that was Senator Holly. Now, this there's a lot to this conversation here, and he's calling this one the bust up big tech, okay? But then when it comes to the social media oligarchs, you all know about Section 230 as well. I want to touch on that as well. 
so let, let's, you know, the, the thing I think that is really uh, crippling right now to everything we're doing in our country is that the political circles have expanded and it, they've now swallowed whole all the social media on everybody's being political. All of the oligarchs are being political. All of major corporations, your Coca-Cola's, all of those are all being political. Everybody has weighed in the game. Like for instance, when they didn't like the voting law for whatever reason in Georgia. And of course, Georgia has been under the microscope for a while uh, because of the voting that the two senator races there in the state. And uh, they didn't like that. And, you know, we can debate that the, the voting bill itself, but it's insanity because it's no different than what the other states have. In fact, they're, it, they argue back and forth. The rules were actually lightened up to empower everybody to vote, not the opposite. But again, Delta, Coca-Cola, Major League Baseball, for sure. They pulled the all-star game out of there, which is mind-blowing. So all this stuff is going on. To me, this is all wrapped up in one basket here. The cancel culture, uh, they want what they want, these big corporations and big oligarchs. And now Senator Holly says, you know, enough of this stuff. Let's bust up big tech. Now, I like the sound of that. And uh, let me let me bring on some players now, and I want to bring on some of our team nation, and let's talk about this bust up big tech act and, and see what we've got here. And uh, I, I want to introduce you first here and bring on uh, Kathy Chamberlain is a new voice to our platform and to the show and uh, network. And so for the first time, you'll meet Kathy Chamberlain here, and she's part of Team Nation. Uh, Kathy, let's, we'll tell folks a little bit more about your background a little bit after here. In the second hour, I'm going to tell give folks a treat to talk about all of you folks and what you're doing. But let's talk about this specifically, Kathy, first. What do you make of this bust up big tech act and uh, Senator Hawley in this thing? What do you think? Well, number one, it's about time. And I am so thrilled of all people that it's Senator Hawley bringing this about because don't forget, Back on January 5th, right before the Electoral College vote, do you remember he, his wife and his little baby were basically attacked by Antifa at their home because he was going to be voting in a way they, the left, did not agree with? So for him to be bringing this out, it takes real courage. So I just love it when I see some senators step up to the plate like this. But this has been going on for a very long time. So this is nothing new. And I even wrote in my book back in 2018 that Google censored a political ad from Marsha Blackburn, the senator for, from Tennessee, when she was campaigning. And it was simply video clips of leftist mob violence. But Google canceled her saying it was too violent, <laughs> if you can believe that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Do, well, do you think this has a shot? Is, is this more for window dressing, Kathy? I'm one, and I'm just wondering. I mean, your your gut feeling is this window dressing, or does this thing have even a shot, Kathy? What do you think? Have with our, you know, the majority in the House being controlled by the Democrats and 50-50 there in the Senate. Uh, however, I think that there's hopefully we're going to find out soon enough uh, enough moderate Democrats that are as concerned about these issues, this censorship, this cancel, because it actually is turning 
against the left too. They're getting eaten up by their own. Remember the gal who was, um, I forget her position there at Vogue magazine, mm-hmm. uh, but she was a real woke personality and they really turned on her and that's going to be happening more and more. So let's hope more join board with Holly's uh, bill here. I know that here in Florida, our governor DeSantis uh, uh, has also um, put forth a very similar bill. And he the, the reasons he did that was uh, he stated them himself because of Twitter suspending uh, President Trump's account after the Capitol riots, but also because Amazon closed down to Parler mm-hmm. and they even shut down content that was all about Hunter's laptop prior to the yeah. uh, to the election. Kathy, so- remind me later. I want to. I don't let me forget. I want to come back and talk about that Florida bill with DeSantis. Okay. Uh, sure. uh, yeah, that we've got something with that. Let, let's bring on another voice that you you have heard before here, part of our team nation, and somebody who I just love dearly, Doctor Lee for America. She's a medical doctor, as you know. She was guest hosting a lot of shows on The Voice of a Nation. So you heard she did some killer shows for me. Uh, she was one of three folks who really I'm so blessed and appreciated for that kind of held to watch here as I was off doing this stuff. But uh, uh, Dr. Lee, let's talk about this. Uh, I'd love your opinion on this bust up big tech act with uh, uh, Senator Holly. What do you think? Well, I think it is urgently needed. I think it's been needed for actually many years. And I think it's time Washington stood up. But what has been especially dangerous and critical during the pandemic has been the way in which non-medically trained sensors for Google, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter have actually shut down responsible physicians and scientists trying to get information to the public. They have blood on their hands, big tech censorship, has killed people with their censorship of medical information that we know medically unequivocally was saving lives. And quite frankly, I think they are more than guilty of political censorship. I think they are guilty of medical censorship and crimes against humanity. Boy, we're going to have some fun. As I listen to Dr. Lee there, I'm thinking, man, she goes there and she'll peel the onion real quick for you. Let me tell you, you get right to the point, Lee. Thank you for that. Uh, let me keep going here and bring on some other voices here that's uh, part of our team nation. I, I couldn't be more excited here. And another gentleman who I, I like this guy a lot. Uh, I've known him for several years. He helps market and push America out loud. Uh, there's a terrific man. A gold star dad, Carl Pivorio, is here and part of our group here. And Carl, so you've been on here before with me a couple of years back. It's been a while, actually. But let's talk back about Bust Up Big Tech Act and what you think about. Well, first of all, how ripping upset are you? And is this thing needed? I'm ripping upset. And yes, this thing is needed. You know, when I was a kid, I couldn't understand, you know, I'm an old man now, but when I was a kid, I couldn't <laughs> understand the, the, the talk about Ma Bell, the talk, you know, hearing the parents, hearing the news blurbs, hearing the things and the teachers, we're, we got to bust up Ma Bell. We have to bust up Ma Bell. You know, I could not comprehend what the hell are they talking about? You know, why do we have to bust up Ma Bell? And, you know, everything, you know, you, we had the old telephones with the rotary dials that the kids, right. you know, never even understand what they are. And, you know, the little little bell on there and everything so now i understand of course you know my old age you know i understand why we can't have these big techs controlling everything 
And our big problem here is the kids don't understand, just like I was a kid and didn't understand. They can't understand that their lives are being taken over by one-sided communist people who only have their opinions and are only going to give what they want to say, and they're only going to hear one side of the story all the time. So they, they just can't comprehend this the way we comprehend it. So yes, you know, we have to, we have to scream, we have to get loud, we have to get the word out, mostly to these kids, mostly to these uninformed adults that just don't get this one-sidedness at all. Well, because Carl, a lot of these cats that we're talking about right now, they only represent one side of the aisle. And a lot of the story we're talking about with these corporations and these oligarchs and uh, social media folks and all, is they, they're, you know what they, they've done now? They've expanded, to, in my world, the influence of Hollywood. When you think of Hollywood and you see how one-sided they are in any, any discussion point or any conversation we're having, you know where Hollywood's gonna be on that argument. You just know it because they're not in support of America. They have a Marxist mentality and uh, you, you just don't know, you know, what they're, what, how they think out there. I mean, they're, it's Silicon Valley. It plays into that whole area there as well as Hollywood. I'm sure it's another part of this. But you, you see what I'm saying, and, and it's like it's now expanded where these political circuits are so expanded and now you have all of these others where you're not getting two sides of a discussion point. You're not getting two sides of any uh, debate. You're not, it's like, and they're pushing their influence on people, which is what Senator uh, Hawley is saying has got to stop. But we're seeing this in all walks of life. We're seeing this with people that are supporting affairs. Uh, they're supporting uh, companies and corporations and movements coming out of China uh, and coming out of uh, uh, many adversaries of ours, let's say. Um, and, and on that point, let me let me bring into this discussion now to really round it out here. Another voice that you uh, will recognize It's uh, part of our team nation and lo- love this woman. Great to have Ron, Ilana Friedman. And so Ilana, Again, we'll, we'll see you in a little bit later on, on, on our group here, but Ilana, let's uh, discuss uh, this, uh, uh, your, your viewpoint of this bust up Big Tech Act specifically with uh, Senator Hawley, and uh, does this make sense right now? It makes a lot of sense, and, and I agree with Lee that this, this is a long time in coming and should have been... Uh, should, I'm, I'm sorry, I think it was Kathy who said it, but it, we, we all agree that this is a long time in coming. These, these mega companies, they're like our China. They want to control us. They want to control our thoughts, our speech. They want to be, they want to control our buying habits. They want to control our lives and they will not accept any contradiction to their positions. And so, as you said, Malcolm, they, they have been uh, uh, wanting to, um, uh, they've, they've brought in Hollywood and they've brought in, uh, uh, the mainstream media has been supporting their activities. And they are our China and they are working with China to be our China. And, and <laughs> this is unacceptable in America. You know, we had uh, the, the um, uh, breakup of the mega companies back in the in the early part of the 20th century and this has to happen again because they are taking over america they are making america un-american and it's not acceptable we do have to fight back and i am all for everything that that uh uh josh hawley has been talking about 
uh, and in what his bill contains, which is going to be very powerful. It'll be a weapon against this takeover of America and the American message. And it's overdue. It's about time. And it's very, very important that we get it done. Ilana, do you think it has any chance, I mean, from, from your political astuteness and understanding how these things, do you think this thing has a chance? I, I do. I, I think there hmm. are people uh, among the Democrats who recognize the dangers that we're facing from these big companies. Mm -hmm. And I, I am hopeful that some of them will join this this um, uh, this movement this movement within our Congress to make these changes which are so important. You know, it happened uh, as I said in the earlier part of the 20th century. Um, it did happen, and even though these companies were very very powerful and they were they were tyrants. Uh, the government was able to break them up. I think it's possible to do it again. Uh, it may take time, but I think it will be well worth yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah it, it, that is well said. And I, I don't disagree with you. I, I'm hopeful, Ilana, that it can happen. Something happens. You know, Carl reminded me when he talked about Ma Bell, I had flashbacks to when I was a kid. And I remember the breakup of Ma Bell. And uh, it was a very disturbing moment, actually, in commerce. Uh, everybody wondering how that was going to work out. But it got to be where Ma Bell was so big, it was controlling the entire empire. But, you know, it's like this uh, on so many levels where we don't have choice, uh, like even your electric company and water supply. You know, we really don't have choice the way we'd like to have a choice. I, I know, because I just had a conversation the other day with the electric company, and I told her, the lady was very professional, the manager that I asked to speak with, but, uh, you know, I, I said to her, you know, I, I, I respect your opinion, ma'am, and your position as a manager there, but I, I wish there was more of a choice for us that we didn't have to, you know, use your electric company, because I, I would prefer another one than what you people provide. And, um, and part of the reason is, I, I got to finish that story with you now, is because in this particular case, now this is, I'm telling you the God's honest truth here with what I tell you. So, you know, my electric bill for the house, typically around $300 a month. Okay. I don't know what yours is out there, but mine's about $300 a month and to do this, run this household. Okay. All right. Terrific. So, and that's about average, whatever it's going to be. And so the bill comes in last month and the bill is almost $700. Well, I looked at the bill once. I looked at it twice. I looked at it three times. I looked and said, I must have forgot to pay the previous month. What's going on here? I'm looking at the bill and I can't find it. No, I paid the previous month, of course. So there it is. I don't want to make the same mistake I made with the car, right? <laughs> and find the car gone, right? I mean, then the electric's off and then we're in trouble. It's like, oh man. And so I'm looking here and I did pay it and I'm thinking, what's going on? And then I, I look and it was, it was, a, I said, well, they obviously had a bad meter reading. I mean, that's not right. <laughs> obviously they had a bad meter reading. So I, I go through all that. And then you call the electric company and trying to call an electric company, you'd rather go in for a blood transfusion. I mean, come on, people. I mean, it is painful. I mean, you all know, everybody knows what I'm talking about, right? I mean, Call the utility company today. I mean, you got to have two glasses of wine and sit yourself down and be prepared for nonsense just to get through their voicemail system. And then you get somebody on the line who, you know, just aggravates you. Anyways, it's it's all true. And so I, I, I wasn't getting anywhere with the person I had on the line. I called them and say, hey, listen, it's bad. so the meter reader people come out and they test the meter and 
Well, the meter's fine, uh, Mr. Malcolm here. The, the meter is just fine. So you've obviously got something going wrong with your with your home here. Something's wrong. So what about the the water heater, uh, the pool pump, or your um, your uh, AC systems, your heat and AC unit, you know, whatever, your heat pumps. Are, uh, I said, okay. And they said, it's got to be one of those that's malfunctioning. So, uh, okay, well, I, I don't know. I mean, we haven't done anything different here. I didn't open it up and have an arena-style event. Nothing changed. I mean, nothing changed here. Nothing, nothing, nothing. I mean, it's the same business here. We didn't have a whole bunch of people over to suck up all that energy. But that's crazy bill, people, to go from 300 to, uh, you know, almost 700 bucks. It's well over two times plus, right? And so I had the AC heat company come out, test the units. I had, I had, um, I had the people test the, the water thing. I had people test and Everything's fine. Everything checks out fine. So there's nothing, I don't know what to do. This is not my expertise. I, do, I don't want to pay your $700 bill, but I don't know what else to do. I've done everything you've asked me. So I called the, the, the famed uh, electric company back and I get them back on the line. And uh, then I get them and she wasn't giving me the person. Well, I can't, uh, well, it's, you're going to have to pay the bill, Mr. Malcolm. It's your problem. I said, well, but I don't want to pay the bill. Well, but you're going to have to pay it. But I don't want to. Well, we don't really care what you want, but it's going to be your bill. It's going to be in your house, your problem, not our problem. See, we have a meter there that reads what you do. And that meter says you sucked up that much energy, sir. So you will need to pay that bill. Well, but I didn't do anything. Well, that's too bad. Can I speak to your manager, please? <sighs> okay. Puts me on hold. And of course, you wait the typical four or five minutes as they round down the manager from Highway 52, right? Then they get Highway 52. They find the manager out there. And here's the manager. And the manager comes on. Well, how can I help you, Mr. Malcolm? Tell me what's up. Well, I said, listen, I, you already know the situation. You've just taken five minutes to come on the line. I'm sure the, the person who was on the line before you it, got you up to breast. Yes, she did. Well, then don't ask me to repeat all that, please. What are you going to do for me, please? Because now I'm, 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 I'm the, and you put me in a bad spot here. Your meter is doing something and we haven't done anything different here. Well, we sent the meter out. She said all the perfect things. Like, you know, when these people are trained, she was really well trained. She was good, actually. She wasn't, she wasn't a moron or arrogant or anything. She was, she was actually pretty decent. And, um, cause I've done that sort of training where you, you have to know how to, uh, um, you, you, how do you say, uh, unarm people. You want to unarm your customer. You, you want to be friendly them. She said all the right words, you know, oh, I'm so sorry. I apologize. Well, I don't know why that happens. Yeah, we really should have a program like that. Well, I said, don't you have a program? Like with all your COVID finesse running around with masks and you tell me in your, your, your speech when you come on the phone how, you know, you're doing so many great things for COVID and for mankind. Don't you have some sort of a program for when evil forces take your system over and more than two and a half times your bill? You must have a program for that, Miss Manager. She says, well, no, we don't. I said, well, then here's an idea for you. Why don't you create one and start with me? And then you handle that. You Since you've got the money, you handle the other $350 I don't want to pay. Well, she says, I, I can't do that. Well, I said, well, I don't want to pay this money out of nowhere with nothing changed here. She said, well, sir, I know that, but I can see that. But the meter says what the me 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 meter says. And the meter says you use that energy. Well, how? How? I mean, sure, I got a lot of energy here as a voice. I can I can make the place light up, but certainly I didn't use that energy. 
She said, well, sir, did you have your thing checked? Did you have your thing checked? Did you have your other thing checked? Did you have your, yeah, I had all that checked. I just didn't have my brain checked yet, but I had all that checked, sure. Well, then she, she said, well, I don't know what to tell you, but the meter said, the meter said you did that and you need to pay the bill. Now we can offer you payment arrangements, and then, and then she said, how long would you like to pay the bill? I said, well, can you, I'll, I'll pay the normal a few hundred dollars now, but can you put the rest over the next 100 years? She said, well, Mr. Malcolm, we can't do that. I said, well, you asked me how long? Stretch it out for 100 years and my grandkids can pay it. I said, I don't want to pay it. She said, well, sir, I can't do that. I said, well, I don't want to, you, you keep telling me what you can't do. This is what I want. I'm the customer. What can you do? And then I said, you know, I wish there was not a, you know, oh, man. I said, I wish there was another electric provider because you people are not, you don't listen. And I said, and you need a program for when Satan takes your system over or evil forces hijack your electric system or the something happens and they don't two and a half times your bill that everything's good. She said, well, I, 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 I would love to have that program. Like I said, she, she knew everything to say. She went to school for this stuff. She knew how to deal with Mel, people like Malcolm. She knew how to deal with me. She, I mean, she never said anything bad. She was perfectly mild-mannered, very, very cool. And I thought, okay, all right, all right. You know, so anyways, I then, she then said, well, let me go ahead and uh, 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 put this on. Well, how are you going to pay? I said, she said, you can pay the bill now, or I can give you, you know, a few months to pay it or whatever you need. And then that was that. We expired the call. And guess what? Guess what? I have to pay that $700 bill for what should be $300. Now, that is wrong, people. That is wrong. But... It's what happens when you only have one game in town, right? And that's what's happening with all these others. Boy, did I get sidetracked here, I have to tell you, man. Talk about leaving the program. But you get the point of why these companies are out of control. And it's like the Facebook and the Twitters and the search engine, Google search engine. Look what they did to the last election. And these people don't hide their agenda anymore, people. They're out in the light of day. That's what I mean. These are opportunities for us to get it right. But let me tell you, I'm not going to play victim here. You know, I gave her a piece of my mind. I'll have to pay the bill and move on. It is what is in my particular story. But this other story here of monopolies and all of this stuff, and we need to talk about Section 230 as well and what's going on there because, you know, they, they have free reign and they get away with all kinds of stuff. But there, a lot of people got to weigh in on this ahead. And then you got the whole cancel culture that's active. And all of this stuff is playing into uh, society here in ways that is entirely corrupt, I, I have to tell you. So, all right, well, listen, let me reset the tone here. We have a lot to happening here on The Voice of a Nation. Some really cool stuff in the days ahead we'll be bringing you here. And uh, some really cool stuff. And some more voices for Team Nation uh, will join us tomorrow as well. So it's going to be really, and some other surprises so just stay tight here uh and uh we'll uh, we'll unveil more as we go uh, in the meantime help me get on the mountaintops and tell people about our program and what we're doing here and i have to tell you here the good thing is i would normally be saying bye right by about now but now i'm going to tell you to grab another glass of water or or wine if you're in happy hour mode and uh, and we'll take a pause and we'll be back for hour two just after this
heart and soul of a nation beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Uh, so, I want to talk about political trickery in the second hour as we rejoin you here on The Voice of a Nation. And uh, I want to start with this infrastructure bill. You know it, you know it. And, you know, one of the things that get me about uh, Washington, D.C., on both sides of the political aisle is the way they, they, they cheat the American people and they stack these bills with so much pork you could eat for the rest of your life with the pork they put in these bills. I mean, it is disgusting. And they do this all, they don't necessarily hide it anymore, but there is a price to pay for all this, people. I'm gonna tell you right now, and I've been talking, I was talking years ago about our national debt as compared to our GDP. We are going to be heading now to the moment of inflation at moments in our country you haven't seen. And you talk about, again, crisis and opportunities. There's gonna have to be some opportunities here because if not, we're going to have a crisis ahead and it's going to be because of our national debt. And the problem is the reckless spending of these buffoons in Washington, D.C. That is the problem here that we must face the reality with. Starting with this infrastructure bill. OK, so now President Biden is releasing this uh, he's proposing uh, as they phrase it, the White House phrases it, the nation's crumbling infrastructure. But now let me say to you. It unsettles me when you see a highway bridge fall down over an interstate or in a water somewhere. And this stuff has happened in our country. And it makes me upset. And people die from these kinds of catastrophes. Or you see some of the conditions in our urban cities of, of mass transit and things of this nature. And no, things shouldn't like, look like this in our nation, people. Of course not. This, this isn't a third world country. It shouldn't be. Well, when you take a picture or a video of some areas in our uh, country of some particular cities, you would, you, I'm telling you right now, you would think this is another country. You would not think that, I mean, if you went around right now, you could take a half a dozen or a dozen snapshots or videos of some markets, you would testify on a stack of Bibles to me and say, you know, that is not America, Malcolm, you are wrong. And you know, it is America. Now that's, that's a pretty outrageous statement to make, but it's, it's factual. And some of our, the, the, it's crumbling. But the problem is this infrastructure bill, which we've talked about for some time, and certainly President Trump did as well, and now President Biden is wants to spend another $2.25 trillion on top of the several trillion they just played with uh, for the COVID stuff, uh, and on top of all of the other trillions, and we're now we're well over $30 trillion in debt, which again, uh, Obama had doubled and others had doubled and on and on and on. So it, it has been really... Uh, blowing up here, basically, is, is, is what's taking place, this debt. But this infrastructure bill, what's really sad about it, people, is it's, it's not really about infrastructure. That's what's sick about it. He's talking about a 2.25 trillion uh, here to, uh, again, the nation's crumbling infrastructure. But what they do in these bills is they stick everything in the kitchen sink in there, is what they do. And that is really the problem, okay? 
And uh, I'll get back more to the debt in a minute. Let me stay on this infrastructure bill for a second. And then I want to I open it up for our team to take this thing and, 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 and see what we think here. But uh, let me, and I'll talk to you later about how we pay for this thing and all of that stuff. Okay. But let me get to this big quote first from the outstanding, I, I love this guy, uh, Senator Ron Johnson. Okay. Uh, certainly one of my heroes in, in circles because he's a plain talking, uh, truthful, out loud kind of a senator, uh, the kind that I can rally around for sure. And he says this, and I quote uh, Senator Ron Johnson's, when you take a look at language of the initial proposal on this infrastructure bill, only about 5% had anything to do with roads and bridges. This is what Democrats do, he says. They mislabel and they use labels that are popular for the American public. Then they shove everything else, including the kitchen sink, in these pieces of legislation. Now, isn't that funny? He's mentioned the kitchen sink I just spoke to you about. I didn't realize he had that in the quote. So we think alike, obviously, uh, Johnson and myself. And to finish that, he says, we can't afford these things. We've racked up about $6 trillion in debt with the COVID relief package. Now it's going to be another two or $2.7 trillion. We're 28 trillion in debt. Right now we're going over 30. By the end of the fiscal year, we're trillions more the Democrats are talking about. And now they're talking about New Green Deal 2.0 and money falling from the skies and we're going to save the planets and we're all burnt. I mean, it's insanity what's happening here. But the biggest problem with this infrastructure bill is what's happening, the money. So uh, the, the, the fact that the bill is not for infrastructure, I mean, if you were gonna take $2.25 trillion and you were gonna call this an infrastructure bill, and if that's really what we need, then yes, I would suggest you, we'll suck it up, we'll tighten our belt. When I say suck it up, I mean, as Americans, we, if that's really what we need, not to be third world status, okay, I'm cool with that. We'll tighten our belt. Let's fix the bridges, the roads, the highways, whatever's gotta be done. And then let's move on and pay the debt back. Okay. But if it's not that, and you're putting all these pork pet projects in there, then that's a problem. And we shouldn't be doing that people. So on that mode, that's my, that's my point here. I don't have a problem spending the money if we need to spend it. And if it's spent in the right way, but doing this stuff and call and putting lipstick on that pig, just because you can is wrong. It's dead wrong. And this kind of thing needs to stop. Let's open it up to Team Nation. Who's got a voice in here and wants to talk about this? Go. Yes, I, I, this is Kathy. And I got to tell you, um, what most people don't realize, this is intentional. Um, this is not because they want all this free stuff pushed in there. They intentionally want to bring our, our systems down. They did the same thing back in the mid-70s. Remember when New York City went bankrupt? That's because they did a very similar thing. They built up these huge uh, city hospital systems, universities free for all, highest welfare benefits uh, in the country and infra infrastructure. And what happened, the city went bankrupt. But the thing is that was all done intentionally, Malcolm. Um, and a lot of people don't realize that. They want to bring our systems down. It's all part of their strategy to basically bring our country down to a third world. Kathy, do these people, hate, based on what you're telling me right now, do these people hate America? I mean, the, the people that are doing what you're talking, when you say the word, let me just, when you say the word intentional, okay, now let me, this is the way I'm thinking. Intentional, that means that they're, it's, 
it's criminally intent. I mean, they're doing things with the intent. It's like the difference between first degree murder and a, and, and, and a manslaughter, you know? I mean, what? so is this really intentional? And if they are trying to bring our nation down, do they hate America or is it just they have a different vision of America? Well, it's 100% intentional. Back in, in the 60s, if, you've, uh, if your audience is familiar with Richard Cloward and Francis Fox Piven, they wrote strategy papers that are being followed to the letter today. And one of them was called The Weight of the Poor, a strategy to end poverty. But it was really to destroy our systems, to implode our welfare systems, for example. Uh, they're using the same thing for voting. And it's really, it's really meant to create a, lot, create a lot of chaos and confusion. But back then in the 70s, when New York went bankrupt for following their strategies, what happened? They called on Gerald Ford to come in with a bailout, $2.3 billion, which was quite a bit at the, in that day. And um, he caved because it happened to be an election year. At first he was saying, no, you guys got yourself into this mess. You can get yourselves out. So I am convinced from all the research I've done on this, this is intentional to drive our country to where we're heading. Well, that's what they're doing right now. They're bailing out, Lee. They're bailing out a lot of this, um, this uh, 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 um, the, the, the blue cities, the blue states. A lot of this money with COVID was geared that way, as well as this infrastructure bill, correct? Lee? Yes. Malcolm, also keep in mind that the Cloward Piven strategy is not only designed to connect, collapse the country economically, it's right. designed to create a massive underclass that are dependent on government handouts because it is a way of Marxist control. It is what every Marxist communist country, every totalitarian country has done throughout history. And this is what was designed with the takeover of healthcare, creating people who are dependent on government, who are dependent on the decisions made by third parties, not their physicians. So every aspect of society is designed to be collapsed into dependence and control and those in power, as the oligarchs are with big tech, as the politicians are with the purse strings, it's all designed to control the population and totally undermine independent business, independent decisions, independent medical care, all of it. So there's a bigger picture with all this you're saying. Absolutely. It's yeah. been planned for the last 50 to 100 years, and they've been chipping away at it, and now they are blatantly in your face from all directions. See, Ali, a lot of this stuff before was the frog and pot conversation. And I, what I want to ask you is this, when, when we start talking about this, like this here, and, and when you put it out there in, in blatant terms like you just did, uh, and I, I'm, my mind thinks right away, okay, you have a globalist movement, number one, that's going on, so you have, the, you have this kind of thing. But then a lot of our people and friends from the left part of the aisle, they start to, what they do is they feed this narrative out there that we're being conspiracy theorists. And of course, uh, there is a plan for this. It is a conspiracy, as you suggest, to take the nation down because that is a plan of action. But a lot of times we're suggesting it's not a theory, it's really happening. They tend to get away with it because they put it out there as like, we're just being nasty. We're not being nice to on the right. And that's a problem. A lot of people don't understand the crux of the argument, what we're talking about here, you know? Well, that's a strategy. That's Saul Alinsky's 
Rules for Radicals playbook, and that is to demonize your opponent by calling them names, calling them racist, calling them conspiracy theorists. This conspiracy has been a plan that they've had as a playbook for decades. It's not a conspiracy except to the fact that they wish to use that label to demonize their opponent as part of their strategy. I couldn't agree with Dr. Lee more. Um, and going back to Alinsky, that's tactic number five, ridicule is man's most potent weapon. And that is exactly the reason that the left uses that, but it's also designed around taking from the haves and giving to the have nots. That's the whole concept. And then you wonder except how that works. The, except for the rich who are the power brokers, like our oligarch big tech power brokers, they're not taking from themselves to give to the poor. They're taking from the average Americans, the hardworking business people, the people who built this country. It's only taking from the haves that are someone else, not themselves. That's, that's right, the sure. middle class. We've seen them deteriorate. Well, and, and they all run around acting like they're going to protect the middle class. That's that's the catchphrase they throw out. That's the red meat, if you will. They throw out to the, you know, to the um, uh, to the public, you know, it's uh, the, the middle class. But the middle class is who gets squeezed and who gets hurt with all of these crazy policies. And a lot of it has to do with how they're talking about paying this back, actually, right now. I just looked and see. I, I asked, how do we pay for these pet projects? I, I, I question, you know, with that. Well, here's what it says. The White House says it will pay for the latest package by raising the corporate tax rate to 28%. Now, we were hovering around 35% when Trump get into office and he lowered it from 35, went down to 21. I believe it was either 33 or 35 back with Trump. It was up there and we, we were in the highest in the world. We, we were right up at that ratio of crazy stuff, crazy time, you know? And he rolled it back to 21. Well, that created a, a, an economic boom to the nation. And because, you know, the, let's face it, when you have money, you're going to invest it and you're going to use it and you're going to hire people. I mean, you can't take money with you. You can't bury money in your mattress forever. You, you know, it, the people who have money know that you have to invest. The, the only purpose of money is to invest. You can't you can't keep it forever. You can't take it. You can't put it in your your urn or your coffin. It doesn't go with you to the next to your to your future life. It doesn't happen that way. People got to use it here. So people who have money would spend it and what have you. But when you take it out of their wallet or you then they're not going to hire. They're not going to grow companies. They're not going to do any of that. But somehow the Marxists don't get that or maybe they do and they don't want to admit it. Malcolm, one of the things that's happening is the Democrats want to be spending your money. They don't want you to spend it. And so they're <laughs> going to take it away from you. And they're going to, and, and in this crazy bill, they have the most extraordinary uh, items that have nothing to do with infrastructure, like the $213 million to create or retrofit 2 million houses. Uh, that's crazy. That's private sector, first of all. And secondly, what's and, and how they're going to pay for this, as you said, is by um, taxing uh, the corporations and the wealthy. And by the way, us as well, uh, in many ways, because the cost of our fuel is going to go up. Energy is going to go up like your like your electric bill. And, and <laughs> don't uh, remind and, me. And the, and the corporations who are going to be suddenly taxed so heavily are going to be paying back 
um, for this tax increase. It's a huge increase for them uh, by cutting back on uh, on on creating jobs and on 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 their own employment. So people are going to be losing jobs. The American people are going to be the ones who are ultimately going to pay for this by losing their jobs. And so this is what we're going to see is what I, I think is going to be a cascading event mm-hmm. where everything is going to stop, start, everything is going to start failing from the top down and it's going to affect every single one of us. And I, I, I think that people who carry this socialist, Marxist, communist dream are going to be very happy with that because that is going to give them control centralized in Washington and they will have control over everything. And they, that, will, that will spill over into the corporate world in places like Amazon, Google, and, and the social media. And the, the, the mainstream media will pick up the, the, the gauntlet and run with it and tell us it's all wonderful as we are all suffering, the American people. And I think that's what we're looking at if this thing passes. You know, Ilana, picking up on what you're talking about, there's a big point here that you mentioned and that we need to highlight uh, because it's when you talked about uh, who's really paying this, when he talks about the the White House now and Biden taking the corporate tax rate uh, from 21 to 28 percent. So they're going back north. You know, they're raising it up a, a, a considerable amount now. And rolling back um, Trump's 2017 tax cuts, increasing the global minimum tax on U.S. corporations to 21% from 13 as well now, which makes us less competitive, which makes us where people are not going to invest here. They're not going to keep the money here. They're going to send it overseas. But the big point that's missed on all this, guys, is this. And this is something we need to get better at because the conservatives, patriots, the right, whatever you want to call it, uh, people who love their country, it's <laughs> a good way for me to put it in simple terms. Uh, they don't do as well as the left when it comes to packaging stuff. The left, they, they are terrific wordsmiths. They, they go to the College of Wordsmiths uh, somewhere in hell, and they learn how to do all this. What I called when I started, I said political trickery. Remember political trickery? And this whole everything is political trickery here and what they're doing here as they push this stuff. Uh, they dress it up one way and they put lipstick on the pig there, but it's really this here. And, you know, the big thing, Alana, you say, like, who's really paying this? Well, let's let's break it down. What the left never tells anybody that, you know, oh, we're going after the wealthy. We're going after people who have money. Yeah, well, we're going after corporations. Yeah, we're going after all of those people, not you. Well, here's the problem with this, people. Anybody with, with just an average IQ should be able to figure this out and understand what I'm saying. The corporations who make the products, who buy the things, as you suggested, Lana, moments ago, they sell this to the people. It's called business. It's called capitalism. Okay. And so you have, you know, assets and liabilities. You have a balance sheet. You have to watch this in business. And you have to raise your prices accordingly and you have to hire more or hire less accordingly. And you have to run the strategy accordingly so that you can pay your bills and have a buck left at the end of the day. I mean, to me, when I was in the corporate boardrooms, the biggest metric of success for anybody should be to have a buck left. 
If you have a buck left after you paid all the bills and paid the employees and paid the payroll and paid the this and paid the that, you're a success. And I mean that metaphorically. You know what I'm saying, people, right? A buck left. I mean, that really is the glory of business. It's the glory of capitalism. Now, if you have two bucks left, hoo, 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 you're a winner. You see, you're doing well. And that's kind of how I look at this thing in simple terms. Now, if you're taking all these businesses and you're raising all my taxes, both personally, professionally, and corporate-wise and every other ways, and then you got your federal, state, city, wherever you live, and tax at the pump, and gas is through the roof now again because the gas taxes, and tax everything else, and now we're back to the Boston Tea Party, you know? Show me where that's at, kids. That's where we started this experiment, this project of America. started there in the harbor when we said England told England to go to hell. We ain't doing it. We ain't paying your program. That's kind of where we're coming back to. But now these kinds of programs that are throwing all this money in, I mean, they're raising taxes. And it's got, so what it's going to, when you go to buy a roll of toilet paper, if you can find one with the COVID scare, well, then you're going to pay twice as much for the toilet paper. You're going to pay twice as much for the electric bill. You're going to pay twice as much for the steak or twice as much for everything because these companies have to make it work because that's called capitalism. It's called business. They don't take the hit, Ilana. They don't take the penalty. It's the American people. But why can't we make that argument simple? I'm trying to break it down in a simple formula here so Americans understand what we're talking about. But I don't think people really get this battle. I t- I'll tell you this. most indep- A lot of independents most left of center people and most of the on that side of the aisle, they legitimately think that it's just the oligarchs and the corporate people here that are going to take the hit and they don't give a rat's ass what happens to them. They're fine with that. They don't think it's going to hit their roll of toilet paper or their stake or their electric bill, Ilana Friedman, do they? No, they don't. And one of the things that really baffled me and angered me when Trump was putting in his his tax reorganization during his uh, administration. And he gave a tax break, uh, not only to the, the little guys who, who ended up with several thousand dollars more in their pocket every year, but also he, he gave tax breaks, first of all, to corporations. And everybody screamed about how the rich people and the, the corporations and all, they were the only ones who benefited from that. But what the, the argument that they refused to understand was that when he gave these tax breaks to the corporations, that enabled them to in, reinvest in their companies. And they created, they created, they first of all, they brought their companies back from overseas because it was they now had favorable taxes that competed with overseas. And then they created new jobs. And they created new manufacturing came back to this country. All kinds of things happened that created jobs and helped the little guy. We had better un, uh, we had lower unemployment and better employment for everybody across the board, including minorities and especially minorities. And this is something that never came into the argument when it was coming from the left. They always just damned the president for favoring the the corporations and and forgetting the little guy, which he of course. He did just the opposite. In a bigger, I want to come up to 50,000 feet for a minute here, if you will, for a few minutes here. How do we get better at our messaging? This is a big problem. I mean, if we take this infrastructure bill and these pet projects and the tax problem of what we're talking about, 
how do we get better at messaging? I mean, that's one of the things, if we could solve that coming from this program and what we do here on The Voice of a Nation to infiltrate out to the American people to understand, how can we get better at messaging people? Do, do, do any of you have a, a good answer for that? I believe we have to quit uh, allowing ourselves to be silenced by the left. Uh, every time that they come out with a very effective message and they do own the language because they've been at this for decades. And uh, it tends to silence conservatives to a point where they take it on themselves. Just to throw out a quick example that comes to my head. Uh, remember how so many people were talking about uh, Trump being unpresidential or tweeting too much. Yep. That didn't come from the right. That came from Democrats looking to destroy Trump's reputation. But the problem is people from the right just kind of went along with it as though that were gospel truth instead of pushing back against that. So I think we do need to be much more cognizant of the fact that um, there are things being put into our heads purposely, like right now, the left is trying to convince everybody that patriots are kind of the new terrorists of the day. Um, and we just can't accept those messages anymore. Okay. All right. Well, listen, let me tell folks, you're listening to the voice of a nation here. And uh, that was Kathy Chamberlain here and uh, our uh, team nation. Uh, so what I want to remind everybody now to get over to americaoutloud.com and uh, share the good word. Let's all get out loud. Okay. Out loud style. Uh, you can sign up for notifications there. Uh, it should get a message up or there's a little bell in the bottom left-hand corner of your web browser. Click that and sign on for notifications and join our family. To be in the know, we have a standing, a great group of new writers as well as our family here. One of the things I've enjoyed about this platform, it is a family. It is a beautiful family of patriots. That's kind of how we started this thing five years ago. Uh, it really started that way. And uh, there are a lot of some of the voices you hear even today, like Ilana Friedman and Lieutenant Randy Sutton and George McClellan. And many of these people were around five years ago, actually, uh, when we launched this thing, believe it or not. And uh, so we tend to keep quality here. We want to keep our, our, our friends, our family and keep our family together here as part of this movement. But uh, we need your help as well to get it out there. So. Sign on to notifications. You can sign up for the newsletter there. Share the good stuff and the good word with all the great information and news coming out of America Out Loud. And again, if you don't have the app here, get the app on Apple, Android, Alexa, so you, you get the talk radio in the app. It's a great app, mostly because it works. <laughs> and you can also, there's a, a little, uh, if you go to the menu on there, you can actually get the podcast. The America Out Loud podcast network is available on that same talk radio app, believe it or not. That's a new feature we put in there. We're doing a lot of new features. Anything that benefits America, anything that benefits God Almighty, anything that benefits, uh, you know, uh, our, our society here in this country. And uh, we're going to we're going to rally around. We're going to be part of rest assured. Uh, our mission is pretty simple. I mean, it's liberty and justice for all, and it's to take America forward. It's to it's to move this ball forward and to reestablish our roots here in, in America as a Judeo-Christian nation, honor our constitution, stand for the flag, put our hand on our heart, to have goosebumps when we hear the national anthem. Those are all things that we take pride in here as Americans. Uh, I know for me, it's, 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 you know, just something I do. It's who I am. It's what I believe. More Voice of a Nation in just a moment.
the silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at libertyatamericaoutloud.com. libertyatamericaoutloud.com. Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age, and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep. But it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multinutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa, award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. Hello, this is Lieutenant Randy Sutton, the host of Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement. I am a 34-year police veteran. I am also the founder and CEO of an organization that stands behind injured and disabled law enforcement officers. It is called the Wounded Blue. Our website is thewoundedblue.org. We have produced a film. It is an important film. I urge you to watch it. The film details what happens when a police officer or law enforcement officer is shot or stabbed or beaten or disabled, seriously injured in the line of duty. Most people think they are taken care of medically and financially. The reality may be quite different. It is called The Wounded Blue, Service Sacrifice betrayed. The film is available on Amazon, iTunes, and the Microsoft Store. The America Out Loud family is comprised of patriots in the true sense of the word. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty and the Constitution to help save America for future generations to come. AmericaOutloud.com It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Listen to Malcolm, the voice of a nation, on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. Join you back here on The Voice of a Nation. We're talking here about a lot of different things today. We start with that infrastructure bill and the insanity of it all here in the second hour on hour two. And uh, what's really going on, what's behind that. But the, but the, cause, uh, the, the cost to the nation is, is, is uh, major. And as Senator Ron Johnson said, uh, this is what they do. They mislabel and they use labels that are popular for the American public. They, they Again, they've always put lipstick on the wrong pigs <laughs> and they're trying to overshadow things. And right now, we don't want to overshadow the truth at all. We want the truth to be out loud style and, uh, and, and get out there, folks. So let's, let's make sure that happens here. Carl, you've been real quiet. I want to pick on you for a moment and hear your voice here. Are you still with us or did you fall asleep? I'm still with you. And I've got to say uh, a lot of things. 
<laughs> you, you know, you know, I, I keep hearing and I keep hearing, uh, you know, from Blaze and everybody else out there that, you know, Democrats hate America. They just hate America. And it, you know what? No, Democrats don't hate America. They hate our America. They hate capitalism. They hate the religion of America. They hate Christians and Jews who help drive America. This is what they hate. They hate nationalism. So, you know, when everyone says, oh, the Democrats just hate America, I'm always like, no, they don't. No, they just want their America. Just as we want our America back, our America that was based on, you know, religious principles that was based, you know, and it's capitalist driven, uh, you know, free, free corporation, free, you know, do things that you can do as an American that you come over here. You know, I, I'm from a immigrant father who came over here. So so damn poor and, you know, just worked in a factory, raised his family taught us good values. And, you know, we went to church and we did good things. And that's what America was about. That's what America was founded on. So it's not, again, it's not that they hate America. They just hate our America. Yeah, I, I think you're onto something there because I said that before on air, actually, you're right. Uh, when the statement is said that they hate America, it really is a false statement and a choice. They're just looking for a different version of America, aren't they, Carl? I mean, they're looking exactly. for something totally different. It's not the America we see. And it really does come back then, Carl, to our framers, the founders, the Constitution, a Judeo-Christian nation. But, you know, Carl, we've seen this act starting years ago when they were fighting about the manger scene at the local Kmart. They were offended because <laughs> the manger scene was there. It was, oh, my God, what are you doing? You can't put the manger scene there, you know? And then, oh, you can't have, you can't do the, the, the national anthem and you can't, Get the kids to pray in school and you can't all of this stuff started the last couple of decades ago actually carl and now we're seeing it in the light of day and they're not hiding it anymore no they don't hide anything but it's just like that you know when my jewish friends wish me a happy hanukkah i'm not offended because i'm not jewish i'm i'm glad that they wish me a happy hanukkah and i wish them a happy hanukkah back so if i wish you a merry christmas and you're not a christian they should just take it as a uh, well, he, you know, he's greeting me. He's wishing me something. You know, it's how you take it. it. It's not me offending you or trying to offend you. It's you wanting to be offended. So they just want to turn things. <laughs> you know, you, you mentioned earlier, you said the Democrats, you know, they package their words better. Yeah, they package their words better because their words are of hate. But what they're packaging better is, you know, their lies. They can lie better than we can tell the truth because our voices are quiet and we do need to get louder. As one of the ladies suggested, you know, we need to get loud. We need to get louder. We need to stop being so conservative with the word conservative. We need to, you know, we're conservatives, yes, but stop being so damn conservative with your words. Stop being so conservative that you can't speak up, speak out, say what you believe in. And we, we need to stop being afraid. Carl, I love what you say there. I love, love what you say there. I mean, it was perfect. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that was perfectly said. Dr. Lee, let's uh, bring you into the mix here. And also, I definitely want to hear, you were canceled recently uh, somewhere. And I know you were, I mean, you put a lot of effort into this. And uh, uh, so tell, tell us about that, please. Well, thanks, Malcolm. And Carl, I quite agree with what you just said. And Amen. I'll take it one step further, we conservatives and those who espouse traditional values that made this country great play. The difference is we play by the rules. We try to be kind to people and, and we try to respect 
divergent opinions, which are our basic ground rules of a civil society. The Democrats ignore that and the radicals ignore that and they are doing it again deliberately. It is a strategy. It's a strategy, a psychological strategy and a weapon to use communication and to use distorted language to control other people. We need to look at the fundamental agenda, which is to control others, control lives, thoughts, decision-making, businesses, money. It's all about driving the control agenda. And that has been true, as I said earlier, of every totalitarian society down through the ages. So let's look back, let's look at the big picture and all of us need to get more direct at speaking out and confronting the lies. So I'm supporting what you're saying, but I think it's bigger. We're too polite. We play by the rules and it's time to, as we've said on this show, get loud and call it what it is. It's a control agenda. We're seeing that in medicine in ways that have never been the case in the modern era in this country or civilized European countries and others. This this control of the medical narrative that is costing lives is extraordinarily dangerous and I, I think people have got to start stepping up and taking charge and saying, let's, let's take the language of the left from the 70s. It's my body, my choice. It is my body, my choice on this vaccine that's experimental, that you can't make it mandatory mm. under our laws. Mm. And we need to start getting people activated to be proactive, to take charge of their health care again and their medical decisions. And yes, I was canceled. I was uh, summarily suspended permanently on Twitter for tweeting medical facts about vaccine risk and about early treatment availability. And that was after six years of work of building a a group of a team and building medical content and 80,000 some followers. It was all lost in in a nanosecond with the switch of big tech. And I wrote about that years ago. I'm still speaking out about it. And they can, the kill switch on the internet. If you think that Twitter censorship is is bad, think about censorship on the internet that affects your electronic medical records and just exactly how your electronic medical records can be used. So these are huge issues. Yeah, the uh, Kathy, was you censored as well? I, I remember if you were. Oh yes, definitely. Yes, I'm totally off Twitter, and I had a quite a following there. And then um, my biggest, um, uh, the 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 thing that hurt me the most is that I did a lot of live uh, podcasting, right. and would get a. Uh, 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 my largest audience there. And that while Facebook did not censor me completely, they took that capability away. So I'm in total agreement with uh, Dr. Lee. And I love it that somebody does look through as I do the lens 
uh, Saul Alinsky and Cloward Piven, because I was once a flaming liberal. I learned everything a liberal learns. I got very indoctrinated when I lived in California, and um, I'm fully aware of how they indoctrinate people and, and do these things intentionally. And it, that's a hard um, education to get across to the American people that this stuff is done intentionally because they do want to call you a conspiracy theorist when you come out with that stuff. But the truth of the matter, Malcolm, the left tells us what they're going to do. They say it. So, you know, whether we want to believe it or not, um, Alinsky has rules of ethics that the left follows. They can be as ethical as they want, uh, depending on the goal to be achieved. So this is something also people need to understand because to the left, this is war by any means necessary. So people tend to think that other um, uh, Americans or human beings really could not be so mean or so intentionally destructive. But these are all, everything they do is by design and they've been at it for decades. And we need to wake up to that and yes, get out loud a whole lot more. Yeah, they make a note about uh, that you were a uh, flaming liberal uh, and now are a conservative uh, guru. Uh, I want to uh, talk about that one. We need more time, but I definitely I want to explore that how one becomes uh, tra tra transitions from a flaming liberal to a conservative guru. You you have got to share that story. Not not now, but we will we will find a spot of time. Okay, to do that, right? Yeah, happy to. Uh, that is perfect. Yeah, and also I want to suggest uh, Dr. Lee was uh, she so I was grinning ear to ear when she put out there. Uh, it was so well said when she said, well, let me just tell you about it. It's my body, my choice. I love that. Uh, my body, my choice. Uh, it, it, what a perfect way to say that when it comes back to this whole vaccine thing uh, that they're trying to force onto the American people, which I will not partake in, you know? Well, I think people need to understand that these are still experimental vaccines. They are not fully FDA approved, and there are many risks. We're standing at close to 2,500 deaths, which is orders of magnitude higher than the 25 deaths that led to the cancellation of the 1976 swine flu vaccine program with roughly the same numbers of people vaccinated in 76. It was 55 million, 25 deaths, and about five or 600 Guillain-Barre ascending paralysis syndromes. They stopped the program for safety at 25 deaths. We are now at 60 million vaccinated, and we are looking at pushing 2,500 deaths in the CDC database, recognizing that maybe about 1% of adverse events and deaths actually get reported to the CDC. So we're looking at orders of magnitude, greater damage with this mass vaccination program than anything in our history. And the media is silent. Big tech has canceled doctors who are trying to warn about this. I'm part of a group of over 400 doctors daily sharing information. And we are seeing extraordinary complications in our patients, including death. So people need to go back and use that slogan of the leftist feminist from the abortion movement and pick it up and say, my body, my choice, that's real. We need to be getting back to that idea that the left used so successfully to 
abort babies. Mm. And now we need to look at it as protecting our own lives. Yeah, I want to do a program next week that's uh, entitled, uh, Lee, What You're Talking About, My Body, My Choice. And uh, I want to bring more of the information about this, not just the mass uh, vaccination deal, uh, but also the mask, uh, the mask mandate deal where they're forcing like Fauci's out there saying wear two masks, wear three masks. I feel like it's a Dr. Seuss commercial. One mask, two masks, three masks, green mask, blue mask, red mask. Wear your mask. Have it coordinate with your outfit. It even looks better. I mean, I don't partake. I don't participate in businesses who demand masks. I don't do it. Let me ask everybody. I'm very curious. Yeah, I bet all our listeners are curious. Has anybody here in the group, uh, and I don't know if you have, has anybody on the team had a vaccination already? No? Yes, I have. Il- Ilana, you have? I have, yes. I yeah, t- have tell us of- about that decision. I'm, I'm curious to know this. Are you the only one, Kathy, you haven't, Lee hasn't, Carl hasn't, I haven't, but Ilana has. Ilana, tell me w- w- what you had and what what what, what you felt. Well, there, 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 there were several reasons. Um, I also wear a mask when I go out. Um, I, I live with two people who are um, comp- uh, medically compromised, okay. uh, and I have actually tried to be very careful um, for two reasons, uh, and the reason I wear a mask. Uh, one is to, to help p- protect myself, and by the way, the mask I wear is an Israeli invention, also uh, somewhat... Um, uh, uh, experimental maybe, but it's, it's made of a, uh, a composite uh, that will um, neutralize any virus, not just the COVID virus. My, here, here's my, my position. I don't judge anybody else because, uh, uh, because of what they want to do or what they believe. Right. Uh, but I make my decisions based on what I think is important. So you don't push the vaccination or the mask on other people? Not at all. In okay. fact, our best friends uh, uh, feel very strongly. They don't wear masks. They, they're not getting vaccinated. And they are both severely compromised. Um, and nevertheless, uh, I, I give them the benefit of the doubt. It's their decision. It's, right. it's okay. their bodies, their choices. Okay. And I don't, I don't judge them in any way. But yeah. I've been very careful myself because of our family situation. Yeah. And, and that's, uh, you know, I think that's, that's my right, my body, my choice, you know. And, and uh, uh, I think we have to be very, if we, if we live up to our principles, we have to make our decisions for ourselves and our families mm-hmm. and do what we think is right. But don't pass judgment on anybody else right, because right, they're doing right. it. You know, I, I will say to you that um, uh, I respect it. I'm happy with other opinions. As I say, diversity of opinion is a beautiful American uh, trait. I, I try to always make that uh, the point. Um, and, you know, you're entitled to that. I, for one, uh, would be the counter to what you say. I do not believe in uh, vac- these vaccinations at all. I would not have one uh, uh, under any circumstance. And nor will I um, do the mask thing. I do, I do not believe they work effectively. And so for me, they don't work. In both cases, they both would be a no, a double no. Uh, but yet I, I have no problem with people that do it. Just don't bother me with your opinions, please, when you do them. Don't push your mask or your vaccination on me. As the, And you balanced it nicely by saying you don't. 
whereas the left does. They push that on you and they get violently and physically upset and almost want to club you in public. And I don't give a rat's ass. I'm not going to back down from these people and I don't care. And, and I will leave a business. If I go in and you demand a mask, I'm leaving. You do not get my business. Lee, I talked to you, oh, good golly, a few weeks ago. We were on the call, uh, you and I having a private call. And I was so infuriated, Lee, you remember, because I went into some places and they demanded the uh, the mask thing for dinner and somewhere else and some store. And I said, I'm not doing it, Lee. I, and I went to like four places one day. I kept changing and had my family with me to find a place that didn't demand the mask. I did it on principle, Lee. These people are not going to steal my, my, my constitutional uh, principles and I'm, they're not going to uh, uh, dictate my life to me, period, Lee. Well, Malcolm, I think there's, again, I come back to the 50,000 foot view. There is a very critical point that we've got to focus on. And that is people do need to make their individual decision, but they need medically accurate information on which to base their informed decision. And they are not getting that. The data from the clinical trials on the vaccines are very clear. There are five possible benefits of prophylaxis or treatment medicine or vaccines in any infectious disease. Number one, prevent spread. Number two, prevent infection. Number three, prevent severity of symptoms. Number four, reduce hospitalizations. Number five, reduce death. The vaccine clinical trial data from all of them have shown that they only provide one of those benefits, which is reduced symptom severity. They do not prevent infection. They do not prevent spread or reduce hospitalizations or deaths. Prophylactic medicine, which many of us have been doing and trying to get out to let people know it's available with safe, effective medicines, provide all five benefits. So for patients of mine that I'm advising, I explain to them if they are taking care of people in the family that are medically compromised or themselves, my, many of my patients have other medical comorbidities, then a safer approach that's more effective, according to the scientific data, is to use prophylactic medication or early treatment, all of which has been attempted to be provided by reputable physicians across this country and in other countries, and we are censored. So people are prevented from getting accurate information to make an informed choice. That is the danger. Mm -hmm. And once they have the medical information, then make your choice. But they're not being given correct medical information from the clinical trials. So I see that as a huge problem. Yeah, I mean. If I could just interject something in here. Um, I, I, I agree with, with Lee completely. Uh, I, I have not listened to the CDC in almost over a year. Um, when they first came out, we, as you know, Malcolm, I, I knew about this pandemic long before it came to America. Mm -hmm. And I knew what was going on in China because I'm an intelligence analyst and that's what I do. But the, uh, the, the, the real issue for me um, was since I was not listening to World Health Organization and I was not listening to CDC, um, I did my own research. I'm not a doctor, uh, but I did consult with, with uh, scientists and medical people, as I am still doing now, um, not for COVID, but for cancer. And it's not my cancer, it's, a, it's my son's. 
Um, and, and all of this comes from a long history of investigation. And uh, so my feeling for um, what we decide to do, since most of us Americans are not scientists and we don't have access to um, the, the scientific evidence that Lee is referring to, which I think is excellent, um, what we have to do is make individual decisions about what makes us comfortable. And I think that's, it's more about what makes us comfortable and what makes our neighbors comfortable. Um, and for me, that was part of the deciding factor. Did I get the vac vaccination? I wasn't afraid of it. Um, it. Even if it didn't do everything I wanted it to do, it did something. Right. And, um, and that was fine. And wearing a mask for me is all about uh, not just protecting me, but but which it may or may not do. But if it makes the people around me more comfortable, I'm ready to do it. It's no, not a big deal for me. Understand? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that's fine. I mean, and that puts you. Uh, that's a personal decision you make. Uh, again, for me, it's a different uh, decision uh, entirely. Uh, Carl, what about you in this? Uh, I want to get your voice in this. I, I want to hear it. When it comes to the mask, uh, well, the vaccination or the mask, uh, how do you how do you feel about it? S sincerely. Um, I, sincerely, I really worried about the vaccination uh, because, you know, I, I live here in Georgia and that county where the eight women just got severely ill, you know, taking the J&J &J vaccination. Now, I know different ones are going to be different. Right. I understand that. I'm not a doctor, but I understand how different are, are going to be different. But I had COVID. My son had COVID. Um, I struggled with it a little more than he did. He struggled with it a day out of, you know, I struggled with it more because I have really bad sinuses, as you can probably hear. And so, you know, you know, my physician, I finally did a telemed, which was great. You know, you could do telemed. And, and uh, you know, I said, I'm worried. I'm old. I'm worried about getting pneumonia because, you know, I'm older and and I was you know struggling a little bit. And he said, oh, no, you're you know, you're fighting your sinuses. You're fighting other things, which. A lot of people don't understand you can have COVID, but then you get pneumonia and, you know, maybe Dr. Lee can fill me in on this because I'm getting really weird when people say, oh, I've got COVID pneumonia. And they're like, well, you mean you have pneumonia secondary to COVID? I think the way a physician would put it, but they're saying they're calling it COVID pneumonia like it's a, an entity all of its own. And that really seems to bother me uh, as far as wearing a mask. I love to go to the casino and I must wear a mask in the casino because the state of North Carolina is blue. And of course you have to wear a mask and, but that's the only place I wear a mask and uh, I okay. poke holes in mine so I can breathe. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> so you poke holes in yours. I, 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 I poke little unnoticeable holes oh my in my God. mask I love with the it. needle and, and, and the ones with the vents, like, you oh, know, the medical person wow. I wear, I, I just put little slits, knife slits up in there, but all I right. have such a good time. The other day I broke up, a couple was at the casino and I went up, I said, okay. uh, yeah, they were bunched. And I said, oh, y'all are spreading germs. And they just looked at me with a gasp. And then I pulled my mask on. And I said, sarcasm. Well, well that is just, a great way to end that conversation right there, that uh, he's poking holes in the mask to breathe. Uh, but, you know, it's no different than when you see somebody and they lower it to, to, to cough, choke or spit or they lower it so they can breathe a little bit or they lower it for their nose or something like that. I mean, all of that stuff really happens. You've seen it in the public square. So it's all very edgy and very controversial. It is a very personal decision. There's no question about it. Uh, I love Carl's uh, uh, ending there. It was just absolutely perfect. Uh, we will have a lot more to talk about this. I'm going to do a whole program on My Body, My Choice. I love that title. And we're going to, we're going to, 
We're going to do a whole couple hours on that next week, I guarantee you. And we'll we'll dive more into this and, and edge it up a little bit and talk about it. I have some pretty strong opinions on the topic, as you know, people. And uh, I can't, uh, it is my out loud truth and I'm going to give it. And I respect yours as well, whatever that might be, but that is mine. Listen, I want to mention to you, we have a very special program tomorrow I want you to tune into. We'll take a look at uh, some of the big issues facing our nation at 50,000 feet up. Uh, we're going to talk about the really what the antidote is to fake news, fake science, fake politicians, fake, 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 fake. It's all fake, I'm telling you. And uh, we'll talk about all of this and get into more of the truth, the out loud truth, as I always say to you. Uh, we'll have all that on tomorrow's program again, five to seven. Uh, also, special guest, uh, more Team Nation, a lot of really interesting things here. You can subscribe to the podcast. All of these programs go to podcast the, the next day and uh, subscribe on Apple Podcast, of course. Uh, and uh, all of the connection points are right at AmericaOutloud.com for sure. Uh, so got the podcast there. Catch us five to seven over here. And there are all kinds of incredible shows on the network, all kinds of incredible writers, all kinds of incredible out loud truths. And so we need your help to get the out loud truth out there. And my fellow Americans, I am pleased and thrilled that you're here with me. Thank you for being on the mission as always. It's time to get involved and get loud. <laughs>